We do we apply pressure that's what we do that's what we do you want to do the intro uh yeah yeah so um again everybody welcome to applying pressure i'm your boy la broadest and over sitting next to me my lovely lovely co-host sherelle unique is in the building you know what i'm saying and like we said we apply pressure uh which means to you guys is that we're gonna ask the tough hitting questions we're gonna answer them for you uh, we're gonna get some engagement from you guys too when everything goes out. Uh, but we just want to hear, we're gonna we're gonna ask those questions um, you know, to ourselves, to you guys, and we're gonna talk about the things that may be total line and some things that you know people are thinking but just don't want to say out loud. So we are those voices for you guys, okay? So, like I said, thanks for tuning in. Um, I mean, shoot, first of all, Miss Unique, what's going on? Man, you know, I'm just maintaining. You know how it is in these streets. We young, we 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 senior. We we young, but we old. We got that senior millennial type of phase. So we somewhere in this in this almost before this midlife crisis. I feel like there is like a crisis before the midlife crisis. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. You try to figure out, all right, who am I now? I knew who I wanted to be, but like, who am I now? So you trying to just prepare for that next chapter, that next phase of life, and that's where I'm at. Okay, um, I can definitely understand that. Uh, I think that there is definitely a mini midlife crisis because yes. you set out, you have all these dreams when you're young, and then all of a sudden it doesn't turn out the way that it's planned. And then you know, even myself, I got hit for a couple of years and some depression and stuff because I was just like, "Yo, this is not the way I thought it was gonna be." Uh, and I had a taste of what it was going to be, but then I got hit, got hit in the mouth. So yeah. I definitely understand you with that, that, that midlife, that mini midlife. I don't even want to know what the midlife is. If this, yeah. dude, that was the mini, like, <laughs> like you can miss me with, you can miss me with the mid part. Like I, I'm cool. I'm cool with the mini, you yeah. know, I'm cool with that. I'm cool but with look, it. uh, Miss Unique, tell the people out there basically, because this is the intro to our show, you know, applying pressure, the applying pressure podcast. Tell people a little bit about yourself and, you know, shoot, why should I listen to Miss Sherelle Unique? So a little bit about me. I'm originally from Akron, Ohio, residing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am a social worker. Um, I'm in advocacy. Um, and I'm also a entertainer. So I got the whole Clark Kent Superman okay. vibes going on. You know what I'm saying? Business by day, party at night type of deal. Um, okay. And so I've had a lot of life experiences and I just feel like it's going to be a great time. When you listen to, to this podcast, we've been friends for a very long time. So we already be doing this anyway. Like this is already us. So y'all just joining into our party. So check us out. We both funny, we both insightful, we both got a lot to say. So I think you're gonna be so, so even to jump on to that, and I'll give my little intro too, and then I'll tell the I'll tell everybody like how we are connected um on a lot of different phases. So 
First of all, LA Broadus, uh, as you probably seen me out in these sports streets, you know, I was sports media for a long time, uh, going on a decade or even more as far as being in podcasting, uh, you know, live interviews, uh, you know, covering different events such as Super Bowls, uh, Hall of Fame games, stuff like that. So sports, I got it definitely covered. I'm also a father. Um, I was married, so I've been divorced, so I definitely have a perspective on that. And no, guys, I'm not the bitter divorce guy. Not anymore, at least, I think. Well, I don't know what's going to come up. So, you know, but don't hold it against me. Uh, you know, Sorella, keep me in check, y'all. But, um, but yeah, so I got a lot of perspective of that. The oldest is six kids. So, you know, um, got that perspective, you know, single parent um, household. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Uh, that I went through in my life. Also, you know, I'm former military too, you know, was in the army. So I have a lot of different perspectives and and have actually been outside. And I think that that's the one thing that you'll like about me and Sherelle is that we have a lot of different unique experiences, no pun intended. Um, and we've seen things that have been around the world. So, you know, we, we, we've been overseas before, you know, we, I've been lived overseas before she has too. So, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of unique perspectives. It's not just centered around the fact of how she mentioned that we are both from Akron, Ohio, and that's cool, but we got outside of Akron, Ohio and uh, took our show on the road pretty much. And we, and now we're bringing those perspectives back to you as well as going over the different things that are happening in our world today, because it is definitely crazy. Now, yeah. Getting back to some of the links that me and her have, right? So as she mentioned, uh, we've been friends. Well, we met crazy enough when we were very, very little. Um, right. Didn't remember, but then we bumped back into each other again in middle school. Ever since then, we've talked. Um, now, we have gone some years where we haven't because of life. But then every time we talked again, we pick back up where like like nothing's ever happened. Yeah. Um, and so we have a lot of these conversations um, a lot of times if one of us is going through something or, or something like that and we want to vent, you know, get some get some ideas off or whatever. And um, we were talking one night. And we was just like, yo, we should just do a podcast on this. I mean, like nothing we're saying is anything that we would hide from the world. Um, you know, of course, we're not coming on here to bash any of our exes or to bash any thing that we may have currently going on. But we are going to keep it real and we're going to be uh, upfront and honest about what we went through. So this is not like a bashing session or anything like that. Um, but we're going to we're going to bounce ideas off of um, each other. And and the one thing about us is that we do keep each other in check uh, regardless. So even if it does get to a point where it's like a little heated or whatever like that, we all we both know when to kind of like, OK, let's back up a little bit because this is a little bit too much. So we got it. I'm excited. Look, um. Shoot, did I miss anything? I don't think so. I think we got it. Okay. All right. Boom. Boom. So look, how we're gonna do this show is basically we're gonna have some different things where we'll have like a relationship topic for you guys. Uh we'll have some trending topics that's going on in the world right now. And then we'll also have what we call an applied pressure segment where this is gonna be something that is gonna be a little, you know, a little uncomfortable. It's gonna make you uneasy. Um, it may even be a topic that you won't even hear me say or put on my social media because normally I don't go there, but I will say that on here because I trust her and I trust you guys. So I will, I will leave it at that. Um, and then to Miss Unique's idea, uh, she likes to close out the, the, the show nice and, you know, fluffy and fun and, and, and puppy dogs and all that stuff like that, which I'm cool with, I'm cool with, I'm cool with butterflies, glitter, uh, unicorns and whatnot, which I'm cool with. Um, because we need to make sure that we leave you guys off on a high note. 
you know, we don't we don't want to make this like a depressing podcast or just, you know, something that's dreary all the time. But like I said, we are going to hit all the spots. And yes, yes, guys, just know that we may get a little freaky up in here, too. Okay? Because hey. we don't mind talking about that either. We grow. It ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. So. Hey, look. Six uh-huh. kids. Six kids. You know something about some freaky things. Hey, hey, hey! No, we throwing we throwing personal shots already. Right. Hey, okay, okay. The, the gloves is off. The gloves is off. Ding, 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 ding. People, the gloves is off. But you know what? I'm not gonna stoop to her level. Not right now, at least. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you sent me over some great topics. Um, let's see. Where did you want to start at? Um, let's get the heavy stuff out the way. Okay. Okay. Um, so. So this first story, I will, I'm gonna go ahead and let you lead that on. That's something that's close and personal to you. Um, I'm gonna listen and then I'll, I'll weigh in on that. So, um, last year there was an incident, and it actually hit very close to home. Um, Jalen Walker, um, Akron, Ohio native, um, was actually shot they uh by the Akron police and killed um he was shot over 40 times they let out 90 plus rounds um he was being pulled over it was uh um equipment violation he was being pulled over he was doing DoorDash one night and um he did not stop and so because he did not stop that that led into a, a chase and he was shot several times by the police when he was shot he was unarmed he had not committed any crime that night there's no proof of any crime that he committed that night and so there's a lot of protesting going on um in Akron Ohio currently due to that situation this this hits home for me because Jalen is a distant cousin of mine we grew up in the same church so um a lot of the uh the point place has been my home church where they have been having a lot of rallies and different things going on the family is calling for peaceful protests um peaceful protesting um Unfortunately, that has not always been the case, but, um, and they've actually, they actually had someone break into my church and the church is St. Ashworth Temple Church of God in Christ, where I grew up at, where Jalen grew up at, his mother still goes there, but mother and sister. And so, like I said, on Wednesdays is Walker Wednesdays. That's where everyone's protesting and marching. Um, and from what I hear, I got to do a little more research on this. Um, there's actually going to be a march in D.C., june 27th so it's it's a big deal going on right now um in akron ohio so yeah um i definitely remember the day that it happened um the corner that i stay on and um i apologize guys if you guys are not from akron but um we have a major road arlington and um right on that corner was one of the places that they stopped because they was marching up and down arlington street um I definitely went out there, uh, said my piece, you know what I'm saying, and did what I had to do. 
unfortunately that day i believe uh somebody had came through in a truck and hit somebody um that was one of the protesters so it, it kind of got dispersed really fast um and you know it led to the person i believe they were okay though um but led to the person being um you know taken away in an ambulance um the heavy part about it you know especially speaking on behalf of you know being an african-american male is that it is scary and also it is scary to have african-american sons um as well too being raising them in this world um there's not a day that goes by that when i leave the house that i'm not thankful that i'm able to come back and lay in my bed uh just because anything can happen yeah um so that that's the that's the serious part of it and um it sucks and um you know i think a lot more people need to know what else they can do because right now we just kind of feel helpless like you know cuz you know there's there's stories of jalen there's other different stories of people not even doing anything. You, I mean, not even like a runaway thing or, not, you know, nothing that they can say like, oh, this was kind of suspicious. We're just dying, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's just what's happening. Um, so it is a, a, a crazy and perilous time in, in, um, in the world. And I'm definitely uh, giving all my thoughts and prayers, not only to you, but also to Jalen's family, his friends, everybody that was affected by his death um you know that's that's definitely not something good um do you have uh before unless you had anything else you wanted to add I was going to ask you um is there any um I don't know any GoFundMe information or anything that the family is asking to do um any kind of like petitions any anything like that that the the audience can know what was going on well I just want to say like <clears throat> there's a lot of misconceptions um about mm -hmm. who Jalen is mm -hmm. um Jalen never got in trouble in school mm -hmm. never committed a crime he has no criminal record um mm -hmm. just a young he's about 25 years old um he comes from good stock um they're all the family that side of the family are all like clergy very religious people um mm -hmm. mild tempered mild mannered um, people and um, there's a lot of misconception on who he is and a lot of um, false narrative being painted on that night um, mm -hmm. and you guys can look a little further into it anybody that's watching this um, you can watch the police cameras there's a video on YouTube just look up Jalen Walker you can see the footage. Um, and then I did a video debunking some of um, the false stories that are out there. Um, and there are several other videos that are debunking. So if you really listen and watch the video, there are certain things that don't add up. Really good, like really don't add up. So I would say like, look a little, delve a little deeper because um, it was eight officers shooting at one one male who was running away, back turned, unarmed. And none of them were charged with anything. So there's a problem. And our Black men are really under attack. Um, like you said, they're are some of our black men who have done less 
who have been killed <laughs> have been yeah. hunted and killed um, for much less. And it just has to stop and we just have to spread awareness. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like I said, prayers and um and good vibes being sent to, to the family and uh you know um for that rally, uh, you know, definitely keep everybody updated and posted. Um I will give out our social medias um a little bit later on in the show and they can follow you uh for that, you know, so they can get the information for that. And then hopefully, like I said, um, you know, everything goes well when they go to DC and stuff and we don't have any, you know, other crap because like I said, every time we have a protest or something like that in Akron, something always happens. There's always some tear gas. There's always somebody trying to run somebody over. Um, and they're out there being peaceful. Um, and it just never ends up well for whatever reason, because of the people that, uh, want to continue to hold that hatred in their heart. So like I said, uh, you know, um, prayers and blessings, um, to, uh, you know, the Walker family and everybody that was affected by his death. And um, may he continue to rest in peace. Um, thank, you. thank you for that. And once again, um, Walker Wednesdays, they're protesting. And like I said, the family's um, asking for peaceful protests. So whatever that means to you, if you want to post something online, share something, if you want to go march, whatever that means to you, um, my family appreciates it. So, All right. All right. All right, so let's move on. Um, let's see. Let's go to. You had an interesting topic here. Um, well, actually, no. Let's 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 um let's get this. Um, I ain't gonna say out the way because that sounds kind of insensitive, but just because it's heavy as well. And then after that, then we can go to some more stuff. But um, DC Young Fly, the death of his beautiful fiance, um, Jackie O. Uh. I'll tell you this, when I found out the news, I didn't even want to retweet it. I didn't want to share it because we always hear all of these different rumors and stuff like that that come out of nowhere. Uh, you know, I sat back, I waited, and I was just like, man, if that happened, wow. Um, because my impressions of DC Young Fly is that he, like him or not, as far as his comedy, he is a beautiful, um, he has a beautiful energy about himself. He's always hype. Um, you know, he just has one of those kind of like radiant type personalities to bring you in. Um, yeah. so everything that I've watched him on, what is it, the 85 South show, um, you know, on Wild and Out, different things like that. I've tracked his career, even, you know, with him doing internet skits and different and roasting people like, you know, fuck you mean and all that. Um, bring that ass here, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've followed him. Um, he's he's just always been one of my faves. So to see that and then to see, you know, um, I believe what is it? They have two kids as well. Is it two um, or three? I believe they have three. Three. Okay. Um, you know, and they're all small. Uh, I can't, I can't as a, I can't as a man even fathom losing my, my other half like that. And then also having to raise the kids with them being that small and then trying to explain it and hold it together and then also too with him being in the spotlight like how he is and his job is to make other people laugh. I don't know how you do that because there's nothing, not a body, not not a bone enemy that's gonna want to make you laugh the way I'm feeling right now. So um yeah, that that's where I'm that's where I'm at with that. I know we'll talk about the other half of it in a second, but I just wanted to get your thoughts too on it. Yeah, that part, um the motivation to make somebody else feel good when you feel horrible mm -hmm. it, it's it's difficult um 
But then, and actually, actually, let me ask you this too, going going along with that topic, because I mean, you'd be one of the best people to answer this since you are an entertainer, and I know every single time when you get on stage, you don't feel, you know, you probably don't feel like it. So you still got to make people uh, clap and feel joy through your voice. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, you would definitely know, um, you know, what's that's what that's like. Yeah, yeah, actually, I do. I was just about to say something about that. Um, on one hand, um, you don't fill up to it. You don't want to go. And But on the yeah. other hand, um, you get the joy back on the back end. You feel better yeah. on the back end. Um, be, especially if you're purposed for this. If you're purposed yeah. for this, it's going to bless you later on. Um yeah. Like, like he mentioned, I'm an entertainer. I sing secular and I sing gospel. And I have um, been purposed to do a lot of people's funerals. Mm-hmm. And you really, it's, it's hard to put your thing to the side or to compartmentalize what you have going on to um, entertain. And really what I can say to that is, when you ain't got it, you fake it till you make it. You fake it till you make it. And you will feel it, like I said, on the back end. Okay. So you said you feel it on the back end. Um, can you explain to the listeners, like, what you, like, can you break that down, elaborate a little bit more on the back end? So when um, that the energy is um, contagious. Mm, um, like gotcha. I don't know best way to like if you yawn and you around somebody else you yawn they gonna yawn type mm-hmm. of deal I I hope that's a good way to explain it but when you make them feel good they laugh they smile their energy changes yours is gonna change okay even if yeah. it's temporarily you yeah. have no choice but to recharge in that yeah, so basically, like, like a nice little escape, you know, for it for a second, you know, and then you know before that reality hits you back. So, nah, that's that's dope, and I can definitely see that part of it. So, um, let's talk about the 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 other part of it. Um, we found out that you know she was doing a what a mommy and me makeover is that that's what she call it? Yeah, mommy makeover. Uh, Okay, so um, I'll let you lead with that because you know you 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 are a woman, so like you know you let me know how you feel about that. Um, like how do you? Let's talk about how we feel about it. The 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 generalized just mommy and me makeover and maybe where she was thinking or where she was coming from, and then also too, uh, guess let's then we can talk about like the dangers and different things that come with it. So my understanding of the mommy me uh the mommy makeover, women will go and get have their breasts um lifted because oftentimes the breasts will get saggy or droopy um from the breastfeeding. Um they'll get like a tummy tuck um or some kind of liposuction or something to make the loose skin in the belly, um and the fat in the belly decrease. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if a BBL is included in all of that, but I know our bodies change significantly when we have children. Mm. Organs get shifted around. It's a whole thing. And (laughs) 
so a lot of women want to go especially women in the public eye they want to go and have these things done to try to quicken the snap back mm-hmm. um, yeah I can definitely see why you would want to. Um, I know, like, especially with my ex-wife, our our youngest three, she had them back to back to back. Like, they're literally not even a year apart. So she she was pregnant that entire time, basically like three years straight almost. Um, It definitely changed her body. uh, And she was definitely insecure about a lot of different things. Um, And I know I seen her go through a nice, I ain't gonna say nice, but a, 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 a deep depression. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Like I seen her go through a deep depression, you know, um, you know, looking at her body the way it was and how it is now, uh, different things like that. You know, there was some a little bit of resentment in there. Like, dang, why did we do this so fast? Why was it back to back to back? You know, um, and that wasn't really all that popular, or that wasn't really something that was going on back then, or it might have been something, um, that we might have looked into, you know, because like I know especially when I was in the military, they would give them a free, uh, on the military, like a free surgery, like a free cosmetic surgery, if it was pertaining to something like that. And, um, so, you know, and, and I know like she breastfed too. So, you know, she was going through that, um, you know, and as much as from a man's standpoint, I was just like, babe, like, you know, Hey, you know, your body still looks great. You know, I'm, I'm still reassuring her trying to do everything I could it really boils down to what she thought about herself too, you know, and if she didn't feel good about herself, then it wasn't going to matter. Um, so, you know, looking at it like that, I can see why she would do it. Um, the thing that, and I was talking to a friend about this as well, is that when it comes to any type of elective surgery, uh, you present, you present certain things that you don't have to, you know, it's elective, right? Um, also too, anything, and a lot of times when we see surgeries go bad is when they're using, you know, anesthesia, you know, because you can't really, you don't really know if the person is allergic to it. I mean, there's a lot, you can give them too much, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of different things. So one of my friends, uh, she has said, she was like, you know, if, if they, they should find a way to be able to do it where, there's an option where you don't have anesthesia and maybe you just numb the areas or something like that um, to kind of cut down on that type of, uh, you know, that fatality rate. So I wanted to see what you thought about that. And, you know, and how did you feel about the whole, you know, the, the, the dangers and different things like that? Um, well, here's, here's what's really ironic. So for those who don't know, I'm a plus size woman and I literally talked to my doctor about having cosmetic surgery. Same mm. day she gave me the referral is the same day that Jackie O passed. Wow. I literally found out about it the exact same day. Um, it's terrible. I mean, it's terrifying to think about. Um, see, I'm, I have a different kind of perspective. Even if they cut down on the anesthesia the way I view life is if it's your time to go it's your time to go and there's nothing you can do to stop that um they could go in without that and find a find something that you know that Mm -hmm. they did not know was there 
or run into any kind of, you know, complications throughout the, the, the procedure that they weren't expecting. Um, mm-hmm. So there are certain things I feel like you can do to reduce risk, but I also feel like when it's your time, it's your time. And there's, I don't, I just don't feel like you can do anything to stop that. Um, mm. I wish this wasn't a thing. I wish the, the looks was not so important to women specifically that we're willing to put ourselves in, in danger. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. And then, you know, what I've also noticed too, is it's a big thing for men now as well. Um, this, it's starting to become very popular. Men are, um, you know, of course the most popular thing is the hair transplant, stuff like that. Now that's not anything crazy. Uh, shoot, I wouldn't mind it myself. Um, but, um, but I've been seeing stuff like where, uh, you know, they're getting, they're doing these man-made six packs now. And um, I've seen some other stuff be, um, because let's keep it, a, you know, let's keep it real. You know, one of the biggest thing about a man that he, he's self-conscious about is his, is his dick. So um, I've seen like now they're, they're, those are starting to become popular where they're getting them enlarged or whatever like that. So I'm just like, wow, um, it's crazy. But the world that we live in is that, it's, it's so built around, um, you know, the outside, the, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the physical looks and, you know, you see the, yeah, you see the people, um, you know, they'll get looked at first, you know, if you're in a room full of people and it's a job, um, interview or something like that, you're going to see the woman with the big boobs and the, and the, and the, the blonde and a pretty face or whatever the world thinks is pretty at the time, they're going to get the job, you know, it's just, it's just like a preferential thing. So now you're seeing all these people like change up their looks. I mean, um, shoot, we didn't see, you know, the bleaching of the skin and, you know, nose changes. I mean, lip changes. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just going crazy. I mean, I, what I seen one girl, um, where it went horribly wrong, but she was in there trying to get surgery because she wanted, um, she wanted dimples. Um, you know, and I was like, and somehow, some way it went wrong because they sunk in her cheek too much or something like that. And I was just like, okay, look, this is, this is crazy. Um, But, you know, again, you know, and I hope that we, whenever we do this show, we don't have to say thoughts and prayers or, you know, or praying for because, but, you know, it seems like that's the world we're in right now. Stuff is happening all over the place. So we will definitely always say thoughts and prayers, but, you know, we don't want to do that all the time. So again, thoughts and prayers to DC Young Fly, Um, you know, rest in peace to Jackie O. Yeah, I think um, pretty privilege uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Privileges, especially especially with women, uh, men experience it too. But I feel like it's 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 more for women, um, because when you have the standard beauty, mm-hmm. you get opportunities. You See, get rich lives. You get the husband. You get the record deal you don't have to have talent you don't have to even have a good personality um Mm -hmm. because pretty outweighs that men experience it but i feel like women a whole nother level we we don't experience it so i mean we experience it with looks like i mean but you gotta be just like 
drop dead kind of you know what i'm saying like most of the time like an average looking man can definitely have, have the things that we experience though is we experience it with um whether it may be skin color um we experience it with uh hair um you know a guy with a great you know full head of hair um definitely gets looked at um even though bald is is starting to be you know more professional looking now anyway so that that's kind of going to the side but i think if i had to zero it in on one big big thing is height we experience it with heights like yeah like so um i know you've seen online like you know chicks or chicks will post like oh if you below six foot you can't even talk to me or something like that um and maybe sitting up there five three you know and i'm like okay but you know but it's like it's like that's the big thing like everybody's like oh you know if you six two and you you know da 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 like i'm i'm on it and I'm sitting here at five nine. I'm sitting here at five nine. Like, um, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I I do I do well, but I'm just like, all right, well, you can have you can have your six foot two guy, you know, whatever. But um, but yeah, we do experience that, especially when it comes to any kind of like male, uh, you know, things, whether it's like us playing sports outside or, um, you know, or even if we're trying to get a job or whatever like that. If a guy six six five, you know, six four six five walk in. And I walk in, he may, he may get the job over me. You know, it just, all, it just really all just depends. That's a good um, point. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't considered that, but that is definitely, I can definitely see that being a thing yeah. and have seen that being a thing. Uh, and, and here's another thing with this. It's a couple things I want to say mm-hmm. with this cosmetic surgery thing. Um, When you do one, then you got to keep doing, mm-hmm. a lot of people have to keep going and keep right. Thing because you can't unsee the flaws. It's the same with makeup. When uh young girls start to wear makeup, once you start with one thing, then you're going to the next, and then the next, and then the next, and the next. That's why it's very crucial for you to have um a, a good self worth and good self esteem, and be in a good space mentally when you're making these little uh, enhancements and adjustments. Um, because there's some people who were just fine. And I mean, shoot, I think about little Kim. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. She really didn't have to touch her face. Um, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really have to touch his face. So like, you know, it's, you gotta, if you want to get these enhancements, do the research, see what's best for you. It might, there are some non-surgical things that, and I'm starting to look into those options. Um, mm-hmm. Figure out what's best for you and go from there, but make sure your internal is is all right, because that's going to be the thing that stays with you forever. Well, listen here, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you guys caught that. You might want to rewind it. Um, but you need to go back and listen to that again that right there ladies and gentlemen is your unique tip for today okay your unique tip for today she was dropping some knowledge spitting bars bars Bars. so so make sure you definitely rewind that back and listen to that but um let's let's move it forward okay let's move it forward let's keep it pushing um let's see let's see let's see let's see you do a relationship topic at me my goodness and um I, 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 you know, I'm curious, you know, I'm kind of curious. I want to see like what we're, because this could go any way that it can, you know, any way that you wanted to go. So therefore, therefore I'm going to throw it back to you. 
Okay. And say, hey, hey, mental health and relationships. What did you mean by that? So I feel like we don't, and I watch all kind of podcasts, and I'm mm-hmm. I, I, I watch them all the advice and all of this, but I don't feel like there's enough um, light placed on mental health and relationships. Mm-hmm. That could mean either your own mental health and trying to navigate that while you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship, or dating someone else who is suffering from mental health problems. Okay, let, well, let's do this. Let's throw out a scenario. Okay. Um, From what you just said, you said dating somebody who has mental health issues um, and we can, we can, oh, okay, so we can say, uh, let's see, you're dating somebody who is, who suffers from depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. How would you approach or how would you, hmm, how do I want to formulate this? How would you, like, what is your patience level? What it, What is, like, there, there's so many different things that we can unpack from this, but what is your, what is your patience level with that person? Um, how far is enough because of the fact that there, it seems like every time something happens and you get treated bad, then they're like, well, I was depressed that day or um, something was going on that day. So, so how far is too far? Let, let's let, yeah, let's put that as the number one question right there. How far is too far where you feel like now, okay, now you're not the only one with the depression and anxiety. Now you didn't gave it to me. You right. know what I'm saying? So, so how far is too far for you? Now, let me ask you, are you asking me with the current mental health status I'm at right now? Or are you asking? Oh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go make it. I wouldn't even go make it personal. I wouldn't okay. even go make it personal unless you want to make it personal. I'm going to make it personal. Well, make it personal then, girl. I, too, um, at one point in my life was uh, diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and now at this point, years of therapy and whatnot. I'm not through it, but I think I do a pretty good job trying to maintain it. Um, so my lines are drawn, I believe, when, like you said, when it gets to a point where now you're affecting my mental health. So um, I feel like, because I kind of just went through this with the, actually a couple guys that I've dated. Um, if you're to the point where you've completely cut me out and um a significant amount of time has gone by and i'm gonna say a month okay so you're talking about a month of no communication whatsoever no little to no and you're you're not explaining to me Mm. so so basically and, and this is you know to explain and break it down even further for the listeners um, we got a month. It's little to no uh, communication, meaning I'm waking up in the morning and say, say for instance, because it's me and you talking right here. I'm the one dating you. I got depression, anxiety issues, but I wake up and for a month straight, I'm just like, hey, good morning. You know, hope you have a good day. And then you're like, oh, thank you. I hope you do too. And then, and then I text you that night and say, well, I hope you have a good night. That's, <laughs> that's, li- that's, that's little, right? Yes. That's little. Okay. 
Okay, and then of course we are, you know, everybody knows what no communication is. So you would give them, you would give them a month of that. I would give them about a month of that. Yes, mm-hmm. um, especially if we had not started there. Like I know what, I know what the peak is. Like I know where we. Oh, you work. know what they look like when they're not in that sad, depressed state. Exactly, and okay. so now I see where base level is. I'm gonna give you about a month of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at some point in time, about, yeah, about a month or, I'll say about a month or two of that, because mm-hmm. I still expect, um, a few things. I still expect you to show up for me to some mm-hmm. degree. Um, do I expect you to be at everything I'm doing? No. Do I expect to talk to you all day long? No. Um, but a check-in, see how I still exist here. Mm-hmm. I still exist here. And I need to know how to support you. And if you've completely cut me out of supporting you and you've completely shut me out, that's going to show me how you're going to behave when some real, real heavy stuff hit while we're together. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, we got to be able to lean on one another. I understand mm-hmm. want to isolate a little bit and figure things out yourself. I get that. Mm-hmm. I can give somebody the space to do that if they can let me know that that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you completely shut me out and you're completely, I I don't know what to do with that. And then now my anxiety is going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of individual, and this might be my toxic trait. I'm the mm-hmm. type of individual who'll be like, okay, I'm going to fall back and let you figure that out and when you work it out then hit me up because I'm not gonna keep being rejected by you and pushed away and pushed away but do you think that that especially that last part that you just said where you said okay I'm gonna let you figure it out I'm gonna fall back just hit me up when you're good do you feel like that's toxic as well because if that person has done that and you have already started to put up a barrier by you falling back with like allowing that person to come back do you think that that's a little toxic or a little weird too um yes and no um i feel like on one hand it's some it's boundaries Mm -hmm. and boundaries are needed especially when you start feeling yourself falling in and i have to be able to say hey this is not healthy for me anymore Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have to be able to show you that you can't treat me any kind of way just because you feel bad mm-hmm. because I feel bad too and I'm not treating you you know what I'm saying like I'm not doing you like you're doing me right. Um, but then also I think that there's a little bit of escapism in that too because mm-hmm. you can't always leave when the going gets tough So it got to be a little bit of a balance. And I hear that too. And I think to even retort to what you're saying is that I think, and again, you know, everybody out there listening, like this is not, maybe it is for you. Maybe it isn't because everybody's situations is different. Um, Because especially with the not leaving when the going gets tough, um, it also comes up with how much do you have invested? What was invested? 
you know, different things like that. Now, what I will say to short-term relationships, if you do kind of get into a bumpy little thing at first, then you really have to sit back and evaluate, okay, like what was it about this person that I did see that attracted me to them and why am I why am I here? Even though there's not a lot invested into it. Um, and then also too, in short-term relationships, you can invest a bunch of stuff up front, you know, whether it is like, hey, we sitting on the phone, you know, talking for like 13 hours or something like that, you know, it does happen. Um, you know, I've done it. So uh, you know, you you have you have to you have to weigh that out too. And then also, like you said, you you also have to put up those boundaries to saying that also, and this is something that I've learned that those expectations like you know like because i i suffer from depression and anxiety as well right so like i've been on both sides of the coin where i've seen it where they've gone through an episode i've seen it where i've gone through an episode um and then so i had to put myself in their shoes like when i went through my episodes because i've had people that i completely ghosted and i mean ghosted now i didn't do it for an entire month uh but i did it so i mean I, i remember one um one young lady I did it to for like a week and it was little to no communication for a week. And when I tried to spin the block, she was like, nah, uh, -uh, I ain't dealing with that. And I wasn't mad at her for that uh, because that's her choice. That was her boundary. That was her, that was her line that, you know, Hey, no, you just showed me something that um, I don't want to have to deal with. And that's another thing too, that people got to understand with going through different stuff is one thing to say, okay, we're going to tough it out. And then there's another thing that you can't be mad at somebody if like they have a right to say that no, I don't want to deal with this. You know, that's their that's their life, that's their dating life. Um, so yeah, so to even to get back to the to the thing too. Okay, so you talked about it from your perspective of when it's been done to you. Um, what about when you've done it? And then what was the response there? So mine doesn't look like ghosting. Mm -hmm. mine might look like going off Mm. so you're you're an angry depressed person yeah um yeah i I, mine will get attitudinal which Mm. i found out through tiktok (laughs) that with Mm. black women our anxiety and depression shows up as attitude Mm. or anger and um so yeah, short tempered, attitudinal, mm-hmm. and um, it was not met well. It was not met well, mm-hmm. and so you know he confronted me about that, like you know, attitude, this and that, or how I talked to him or whatever. Which doesn't happen often for those who are listening who don't know me. I'm pretty, um, pretty chill for the most part. Like I'll have my rants about work or whatever. But um, as far as like my person, I'll talk to some friends about it. I'm not usually like lashing out at that person, but um, it can show up like that, and he ain't like it. <laughs> he had a right to not like it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, like I said, I, I shared I shared my when I've done it. Um, now, as far as me experiencing it, uh, I've had times where I was just like, "Yo, it's not worth it," and I walked away. And then I've also had times where 
I am a fighter and I want to hold on to it, you know, and I've seen it. Uh, but once I get to that point where, okay, look, you didn't tell, like, you didn't told me what was going on. I said, I would give you your space. I told you that you can always tell me or talk to me. I'm always going to be here. And I've, I've reached out my hand and then you still continuously over and over again, just say, Oh, I'm in my head. I'm in my head. That's not an excuse for me anymore, because if we're trying to build a relationship together, then you can't be in your head. At some point in time, you're going to have to take that leap and say, okay, this is what's really bothering me, LA. Like, and, you know, and I'm not, and even if you told me, hey, uh, can I just vent? You know, can I just talk? I will sit there and just listen. Like, it doesn't have to be a conversation about the trauma that you're going through, but at least let me know or let me into your mind at that point in time, because we are trying to build towards something, um, not not be in a relationship, but still have separate things going on to the side. We're trying to put it together. So in order for us to put it together, and that's what I had to remind myself too when I go through my bouts, because I like to go ghost too. But no, like, no, okay, yeah, maybe not initially, maybe not that day when immediately when I'm going through it, but then the next day, hey, I was a little off yesterday because yada, yada, yada was going down. You know what I'm saying? And then it could be a quick conversation like that and we can keep it moving. That's how I am. So to everybody out there listening and stuff like that, you know, if you go through that or you experience that, just know that there are limits, especially if you are the one that is a um, that is a giver, you know, like you're a giver. You 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 don't mind uh, being empathetic or anything like that, listening to people's problems and different things. But if they keep smacking your hand away, it does come a time where you got to be like, OK, look, boom, I got to move on. Yeah. So. I think it's I wanna... oh, equally people talk about equally yoked and oftentimes they're talking about spiritually yeah. or mm-hmm. um whatnot. But I think now that mental health is the new trend, mm-hmm. it's important to discuss that kind of thing too, because like are you working with someone who is self-aware? I mean, are you dating someone who's self-aware? Are you dating someone who is trying to be self-aware, who's trying to get off hold of their mental health um mm-hmm. and work on it and and like i said is aware of it or are you working with someone who does not acknowledge it at all are you dating someone care. who doesn't believe in it and um they don't believe in depression or any of those type of things um i feel like those things are very crucial now to a relationship in this new age new society whereas mm-hmm. in the past they didn't deal with mental health at all. Mm-hmm. Which, I want to know what you think about this. I think about this too when it comes to mental health and relationships. In the past, they did not deal with mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Too much. Um, especially not on the type of level that it's dealt with now and addressed now. In some ways, I kind of feel like that was better for relationships because we think about the relationships and of our of our grandparents and the older generation they stayed together until death for a Mm -hmm. number of reasons Mm -hmm. one is because it's like i'm gonna love you or i'm gonna stand beside you even through all your flaws yeah they be like they be like yeah yeah you you could get on my nerves or whatever but you're gonna take your butt to sleep right over there (laughs) sleep over here and then in the morning we gonna we gonna get up and we gonna go to work and we gonna do what we gonna do like that's it just argue what it all is. day long. But I ain't going to where you ain't either. Oh, this right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and and I got you know I remember going into uh you know some of my um great aunties and uncles houses and you knew they couldn't stand each other right then and there but you, you know what I'm saying uh, uncle would be over there watching this football game or whatever she'd be in there cooking and everything just ran smoothly as far as that now there there are some damage you know some things that could damage that you know later on but at the same time I think that also knowing so much information and so much knowledge that we're getting now it's like people are always finding just any kind of way out like if they can find just any kind of little bit of crack in something like no nah, you said it like that or something like that i'm out i'm out and yeah, i'm guilty i'm guilty flag. yeah and I, yeah, yeah that's why that's why I like with these posts of the red flags or the green flags and stuff like that i'm like yo it's not really just that simple but actually in in, in talking about social media and posts and stuff like that Let's introduce this real quick before we wrap this up. Um, social media. So you talked about how somebody would ghost you um, or you would ghost. But then you would you you follow them on social media more than likely. You see their posts and different things like that. Now, I know how I felt as far as when I was depressed and everything. I always posted memes. I always wanted to make people laugh and stuff like that. Because like how you said earlier when we were talking about DC Young Fly... It was kind of like a release for me temporarily to know that somebody was laughing at my meme. So I felt the joy back, you know, and it was temporary, but it did help. But if you look at my social media, you know that I post everything. I post anything from an inspirational quote to food to, to memes to whatever it is. You would never know what I'm going through unless you actually talk to me. So when I would do that, a lot of times the, the people that I were dealing with, they're like, oh, dang, well, you know, you didn't text me. But you can post on social media. And I had to explain to them, hey, and this is something that I forgot because I stopped doing it myself. But I forgot my my answer back to them, which was actually very true. And I want to see if you agree. When she said that, hey, you can post on social media, but you can't text me back. Well, to me, when I text you or when I call you, it takes another level of like feeling. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that we're going to have to have some deep conversation or not even maybe a deep conversation, but I'm going to have to pay attention on you. It's going to take a whole nother level of brain power compared to me just hitting send real quick or hitting share or retweeting or something like that. It's not as intimate as when I'm texting or I'm calling. So I want to see if you agree with that. And if that is, if that, if that is a valid excuse or not. I, I feel you. And I have been in trouble for this. Um, mm. For me, social media is like a cigarette. Mm -hmm. um, and like you, I post funny stuff. I post, um, it could be food. It could be something I'm inspired by. I am more vulnerable on social media. You probably will know how I'm feeling because I want to share it and I don't mind. Um, well, I will, I will say this before you finish. The one thing when you are going through something... I don't know what it is, but the algorithms be on point because you you'll see every inspirational quote about what you're feeling in that moment. And I'd be wanting to share the crap out of all of it, but I'd be like, no, 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 but go ahead. It's dangerous too, because if you suffer from depression or you go through a breakup, it's, it will further drag you down this rabbit hole too. If you don't switch True. up your algorithms. Um, so some True. of us need to switch up our algorithms, but yeah, I've been in trouble by romantic partners and, and platonic friends, whatever, because uh, they messaged me and I did not message back. 
but I'm on social mm-hmm. media. And I can relate to what you're saying. I understand it. When uh, I'm an empath, so when I'm engaging mm-hmm. folk, I'm giving my energy out. And there are some mm-hmm. people who are energy suckers. I mm-hmm. might love them to death, but they are energy suckers. So I can't talk to them all the time. Um, and then especially with me being in social work and entertainment, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. And so mm-hmm. that's like a little de-escalation, a little fun little thing to do. Plus I heard, shout out to TikTok again. I'll be learning a lot of stuff on there. When we mm-hmm. do this, scrolling, there are hormones that are being sent positive, uh, feel good hormones when we're scrolling. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling that I didn't know initially that that was really like scientific. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a thing. I I have gotten in trouble for it. I would allow it to a degree because I, I don't feel like I need to be talking to my man all day long. Like, but give me mm-hmm. like within the hour Hit me back unless it's something pressing. You know, within the hour, unless you just didn't see it, you know, hit me back. Don't leave me on all day type of deal. But that makes sense. And that makes sense. And, and, and the biggest thing, too, like I said, because that is something that I know we're going to discuss more on different shows because of the fact that it is such a heavy part of our dating scene right now is social media, whether it's the fact of how, if that's how you meet the person, um, whether it's the fact of how, uh, what I've noticed is how people treat each other, um, when they actually get face to face because they're so used to just being on social media all the time. So those on this alone, like on social media, episode on it yeah because like it's, it's like that's why you see so much stuff like as far as if you go out to the club now or to bars be, and pe- you don't see people really interacting with each other anymore unless they went out together because they don't know how to mingle anymore they don't know how to just walk up to a stranger like they would if if it was twitter or if it was facebook or if it was instagram you know they're more comfortable meeting through the phone or through a computer than they are than to just be able to walk up and say hi you know my name is la da 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 like you know where are you from da, and just kind of pick up a conversation that has become such a lost art that even when i go to clubs and stuff now like i don't even feel comfortable in there no more like i just i literally will go in there have a couple of drinks and unless i'm in there with like my cousins or something like that, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not staying there long, or I don't go at all, uh, because of the fact that it's just, it's just not that, it's not personable anymore, um, so, yeah, like I said, that's a, that's a big thing, that is something, and guys, make sure you stay tuned to Applying the Pressure podcast, because that's gonna definitely come up le- a little bit later on in different shows, so, um, before we jet up out of here, anything else you want to leave to the listeners, um, any other underhanded compliment um, or com- um, comments you want to say to me? Anything like that? Well, I mean, let's do a little something, something, something lighthearted. What's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. I don't really have one, but if I had to narrow it down to some, I can narrow it down to a group and I would say seafood. Okay. Okay. All right. And what I'm about a, you? I'm a surf and turf kind of girl. So like a, um, 
like steak and seafood, some kind of seafood at this point. Mm. Um, I do want to say before we go, mm-hmm. um, like we mentioned earlier, I'm an entertainer. So I started my own band, Sherelle Unique and Soul Drip. We got a couple gigs coming up June 17th, this Saturday, Rivers starts at Riverview, um, Riverview Park, July 1st, Sandcastle Water Park, and August 4th, Duquesne Community Day. So okay, okay, and tell everybody where they can find and follow you on social media. Check us out, um, Sherelle Unique, and my name should be at the bottom of the screen. But if it's not, T H A R E L L E U N I Q U E, that is my first and middle name. For those who are wondering, that's my real name, um, Sherelle Unique and Soul Drip, because we drip in soul. Well, all right, all right. Platform. And yeah, you're gonna have to spell it out because you know we're gonna have audio listeners too. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> but as you know again, everybody, uh my name is LA Broadus. You can catch me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at LA underscore Broadus. Uh you're gonna see anything from food, movies, um, which we're gonna we're gonna talk all that stuff too here. I'm telling you, we're very diverse. Uh, but we're going to have a purpose behind why we're talking about different things. And it will all tie in, I promise you. So we're not going to be all over the place, guys. So don't think that. But I definitely want to give a heartfelt thank you to everybody who tuned in for our very first show. I'm very excited. I cannot wait to see uh, what's in store because not only is this show fun for me, but it's also a, a type of therapy, too. And then also, you know, like I said, like I told everybody out there, you are my you are my close friend. Um, you know, uh, if anybody, they'd be like, yo, you got a female best friend. I always mention you. Um, so it's good to be able to be with my friend, get some therapy and have some fun. I mean, come on, you know, that's a triple threat right there. That's a triple threat. So, um, everybody, thank you again for tuning into applying the pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Cause we apply that pressure. That's right. Find the Pressure Podcast. We will be back and we will see you guys soon. Thank you. Talk to y'all later.